0: so Padwan Shankaracharya was one of the most powerful missionary in the world because he was from the 8th century others our teachers were great teachers they taught Vedanta in their own ashrams who came to them. But those teachers taught those students who are qualified, highly qualified. And if they are not qualified, they refuse to teach them also. The Prashnavavavarishat there is an episode that six students went to the teacher that as soon as they reached the teacher said you stay here one year and with tapas and austerity and if I am satisfied then I will allow you to ask questions. So (coughs) those teachers were very strict but Shankaracharya was the one who thought of humanity as such, that he not only <clears throat> wrote commentary on all the Upanishads, but he thought that a common person will not be able to directly go, enter into Vedanta. So it is necessary for others to get prepared. So in order to prepare the mind to enter into Higher texts like Upanishads, that preparatory levels were required. So Bhagavan thought of writing preliminary textbooks. So they are called Prakriya Granthas or Prakarana Granthas. These books were very important. It is something like a child is going to kindergarten <laughs> and there they study, they have books and the child goes to school one week and come back and start reading the book and the parents are so happy this school is very good (coughs) you call the neighbors also see how fast the children are learning but in fact it is not so, the child is not reading the letters the child is reading the picture (laughs) so it is pictorial First it is pictorial and then slowly the alphabets, etc. is taught and the spelling, etc. is taught. So that is how they develop. <coughs> the same way here also Bhagavan wrote first bodha and that is a preliminary text, book of definitions. The terms that is used in Vedanta is defined in every book, every, every branch of knowledge, it is there. In engineering also, in science also, in medical field also you will see. It is a book of definitions. What exactly this particular term means. So, Tattva deals with that. Then comes we have Atma Bodha. <coughs> Atma Bodha is more pictorial. Why? Because every verse you see there is an example. So those days, the printing was not available. The printing and all that started later. 8th century, Bhagavan Sankaracharya's time, there was no printing. So they could not print the pictures. So they have to come up with examples. And those examples are also taken from your own day-to-day life. So some example given from heaven or hell or something, nobody will understand. Because you have not seen it. So these examples are taken from your day-to-day life and correlated to the higher thought that Bhagwan want to convey. <coughs> so this Atma Bodha is like pictorial, it means reader to Reader 1, read Tattabodha, and reader 2 is Atnabodha. Now, reader 3, if you go, it is an expansion of the same idea you will see in Viveka Chudamani. There the the teacher has got a bigger canvas. So, each idea is elaborated. Even in Atnabodha, the ideas are given briefly. But the same ideas are dealt with. same topic, but it little more elaboration you will see in Vivek Chudamani. It has got something like 560 verses are there. So here it is only 62 verses. So naturally it is condensed. So, (coughs) the student with this, they prepare themselves and then they will Get into suppose you study Viveka Chudamani. After having studied Viveka Chudamani, you can enter into Upanishads directly. That is the preparation you get because it is very all the topics were very elaborately and thoroughly dealt with. But here it is a sample of all that, and this is also come from the pen of Shankara naturally. The topic is (laughs) deep. If you delve deep into it, there are so many things you can learn. And I think we can start the text with this introduction. As we go along, we will see you more. And uh, a writer, as a writer, when you write a book, You should have in mind what type of student that you are addressing to. This book is written for this standard of people. So fifth grade or sixth grade, just because you write a book and you have influence in the government or the education field, you just impose on the children, you study this. No, it is not like that. Here, Bhagavan Shankara, before writing this, he has in mind what type of student should read this book so that they will be benefited. So that is what he said in the first words itself that whom he is addressing to. And through that he is telling us also what kind of qualification one should have before entering to a Vedantic text. So the first verse. words, let us read. apo vit shinapa pa nam napo vit shanta nam shanta nam yam Atma, bodho atma bodha vitiyate. Atma bodha <coughs> vitiyate. Vitiyate, I am composing this, I am prescribing this also. Vitiyate also means prescribing this. This Atma bodha. Bodha means knowledge, Atma means Atma. Sachidaranda so, atma, the self. So, roughly translating atma bodha means self knowledge. So, this knowledge of atma I am prescribing to whom? So, atma bodho vidiyate tapobi chhinapapa nam vitaraginam. all, these are all connected, interconnected. VitaRaginam, the one who is free from Raga, Raga means attachment. (coughs) One whose mind is free from attachment. Such a person alone will be Shanti, Shanta, peace of mind. He will experience only when the mind is free from attachment. Suppose you have one small attachment, that is enough for agitation, worry, anxiety. <coughs> so the student, first qualification is, he has no attachment. That is why old days, they shave off their hair. So is they shave off their hair. So hair stands for attachment. It's called, kesha means pasya. Kesha means hair. So hair stands for passion means attachment. So Brahmachari, in those days, they shave off their hair and keep only three. And that three stands for you can have attachment to your Guru, you have attachment to the Lord, and you can have attachment to the scriptures. So these three are allowed. So, so this, the first qualification is that. So those people <coughs> who are free from Vita And this, such people alone will enjoy Shanti Peace. Now that Shanti Peace comes, Vita Raga also. Vita Raga means attachment. Attachment is because of what? Our Vasanas. Impression that we have gathered, carried forward from our previous lives. So each one of us, we have come with a bundle of likes and dislikes. Ah. So these vāsanas are the one creates certain attachment in life and those attachments are the one that creates agitation in the mind. So Bhagavan said, Vidaraginam chantana. And then this chanti, how do you get it? China papana. Unless the papas. Papas means negative thoughts. It is called papa. So, Papa means sin is not sitting there like a demon in your mind. What is sin is our wrong thinking is called sin. And that you can Sriram, <clears throat> you can remove. Papa can be purified only when tapas is there. So tapopi china papana. Shantanam, Vitaraginam. So all these are all connected <laughs> to each other. So tapas is, tapas, there are many type of tapas is there. Tapas means austerity. This It is something like we have abundance of energy. Now this energy, the mental energy is there. It is right now wasted in wrong channel of application. <coughs> because the mornings we are getting up till we go to sleep, the mind is continuously thinking. What are we thinking? Thinking about worldly things. And when we keep on thinking about worldly things, what happens? Mind get agitated. So the energy gets dissipated. So tapas is something like, now in the river, the water is going, it is all wasted. So suddenly the government decides to put a dam. So all the water is conserved there. So the same way tapas is arresting or controlling or this, putting it like a dam in the energy dissipation called tapas. So, we plug the channel of dissipation and when <coughs> you have thus <dust, coughs> gains energy, then what is to be done? It is to be channelized into the right field. That is called yetnya. So, tapas, yetnya, dana. yetnya, dana, tapas, all the three. So, conserved energy, how to channelize in the right field of activity. So, here Bhagawan says, with with the tapas, austerity, one can reduce papas. Papa means wrong channel of thinking. And then, thus, it will result you in gaining shanti, peace of mind. Because everybody wants peace of mind. But they are not ready to give up their attachment. Attachment is, now again, how is it possible Swamiji? Swamiji, you can say you don't have attachment, but you are also attached to the ashram. (laughs) You cannot say there is no attachment. So how can somebody live without attachment? We are all family people. We have children, family, husband, wife, children, relatives, etc. How can you say, don't get attached? It's very difficult, right? Ah. So, attachment is what I plus I want. (laughs) The I want is not a problem. But I want only this. That is the problem. That insistence of a particular thing. So, suppose you are hungry, you are ready to eat whatever is available, then it is not an attachment. But you insist, I want only dokla, you know, then it is a problem. Unless I get this particular food, I am not happy. This is called attachment. Whatever food is available, to is my hunger, I am happy. Then what happened? There is no particular insistence. So also the incidents are there, situations are there, experiences are there in life. We can confront with experiences everyday basis. But those experiences, when it comes, how do we react? So we have certain particular standard, certain frame of mind that we have created. And unless those experiences fit in that, we will not be happy. So we should be ready to accept life as it comes. Then your mind is free. Otherwise, mind becomes a slave. (laughs) Mind becomes... Attachment with what? You are weak. You become weak. So wherever we have attachment, we have weakness. So this is what the point is: Vitaragini na, Mukshuna, and naturally when the mind becomes pure, to the extent our mind is pure, to that extent our mind wants to know higher. So this is natural. So that's why children also, little little children, their mind is so pure; they want to know higher things only. That's why song also there, you know. What do you call that? Twinkle twinkle little star, how I wonder what you are. The children will ask only what is stars, what is moon, what is sun, etc. This is what they ask. They will not ask twinkle twinkle little dollar. Wow. How I wonder what it can buy. So they will not ask for that. Why? Because their mind is so pure. When the mind becomes pure, naturally you seek higher. So, Itaraginam, Shantanam, Chirinapapanam. Those people who are free from Papa's sin. To some extent, your Papa is reduced. How the papa can be reduced, that also Bhagwan is indicating, through tapas. So, it doesn't come automatically. Generally, we think that everything happens automatically. It doesn't happen automatically. You have to make an effort. And tapas doesn't mean that in olden days, in the serial, you see the tapas being a person is standing on one leg and looking up the heaven and all that and <laughs> continuously chanting the name of the Lord. This is what we think it is tapas. <coughs> <coughs> all the serials that you are seeing, you can see. Ravana went for tapas and what we call this. went for tapas. They stand on one leg and the whole body will be covered with snow. But his daddy is not growing. <laughs> it's all direction mistake. You <laughs> see? His daddy is a mustache is the same. So it should grow, the whole thing should grow, isn't it, over a period of time. But that is, and when you look at that, you decide that I don't think I can do that. <laughs> you give up, the tapas is not possible for us, we are already given up, mentally given up. This is not tapas, please. The real tapas is, you are all doing tapas. All of you are great trees actually. Even if this country itself is a great tapas. <laughs> because every time, getting up in the morning, and when there is a snow, etc., you don't want to get up and go, but you have to get up and go, the work is there. And catching the train, and parking the car, and then uh, the, the continuously running, And in the office also, there is a rat race. You have competition. You have to prove yourself to be worthy. Only then your job is maintained. All these are all tapas. (laughs) Great tapas. Now, more than that tapas is, real tapas is, watching your mind. So most of us, we watch others, but we don't watch ourselves. And we watch others and rate that person is like this, this person is like this. And sometimes we condemn, sometimes we accept. All these things we do. But we seldom watch ourselves. And this watching ourselves, our thought, and be a witness to your thought, itself is the greatest tapas. And be aware of your thought. Be conscious of your thought, whether it is ugly or good or bad. Indifferent, it doesn't matter. Whatever be the nature of thought, you become conscious, and this inner <coughs> vision will slowly make you beautify. Because once you become conscious of what now what happened, the thinking is mechanical. The moment a thought comes, immediately another thought comes and third thought comes. It is like a snowballing. Then after some time, when the whole two hours of thought, you start wondering, what did I do? <laughs> what am I thinking? Instead, in the beginning itself, you are conscious. Then that energy will be conserved, mental energy will be conserved. So this is called tapas. So tapas, there are many tapas is there, manasam tapas is there, shariram tapas is there. You know, in the 17th chapter of Gita, hmm. Bhagwan talk about tapas at three levels. Physical level tapas, pujanam, worship, it's called physical tapas. Now, any type of worship, you know how to perform, how to worship, then it is wonderful. And if you don't know also, it doesn't matter. Have a puja room, enter there, light an incense or a lamp, and then prostrate to the Lord and come back. That itself become pujanam. <laughs> or if you are able to chant some slokas, mantras, etc., that is fine. People are used to Gayatri, and you can chant Gayatri mantra. That is also pujanam. <laughs> then Vaktapas is Another one is very important because most of our people will get into trouble because of speech only. <laughs> <laughs> say something wrong at the right time, that will get you into trouble. <laughs> so, anudvega karam vakyam satyam priyam hitam All these conditions are there. That when I say something, it should not create agitation in the other's mind. And satyam it should be truth. And satyam also, it should be priyam. It should be pleasant. Hitam. And it will be beneficial to that person also. Only then you should say it. These are all vaktapas tapas. Then, manasam tapas is ahimsa satyam ityadi. So, all these levels, there are different kinds of tapas is prescribed. We may not be able to do all, but at least one of them you practice. It will give you purity of mind. That purity of mind will give you shanti. And shanti will definitely reduce you. When the mind is peaceful, what happens? We don't get that. We don't hold on to things. We why we are getting attached to things? Because we think that with that I will become peaceful, happy. That is why. So the mind is already peaceful. Then what happens? The grip, the dependence on things will reduce automatically such a mind, naturally wants to know the truth. Mukshu
1: Nam.
0: Mukshu means, Moksho me Idi bhava is Mukshu. <laughs> I want freedom. <laughs> Total freedom. Now, we are all free people. Economically free, politically free. <laughs> but even then, we don't feel free. Because physical limitation is there, emotional limitations are there, intellectual limitations are there. We see a lot of limitations in so many fields. So, all those limitations I want to be free from. This total freedom is called moksha. So, mokshrudam apekshoyam. So, apekshah, hoping for or for the sake of, for their sake, mokshrudam apekshoyam atma bhoto So, this atma is written. For their sake. So the qualification is also given. People who are tapastris. So generally for Vedantic student, the the Atikari, Atikari means the qualified student is Viveka, Vairagya, Samadhavani Satkasampati, These are the fourfold qualifications. All the fourfold qualification may not be there in all student. That doesn't mean you and I cannot study this. <laughs> but those people who have these qualifications, they will benefit better. That's the idea. So, 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 this is prescribed to those people, who are eager to know the truth and who is ready to who are ready to do tapas and who wants to be peaceful and who wants to reduce their papas and who wants to be detached. So Vairagya. So Samadhamasakasambati so Viveka
1: Vairagya
0: is detachment. All these are indicated in this one first verse itself. Now, having said that, now, Bhagavani is entering into the teaching part. Now. Bodonya sadhane bhyodhi Bodonya sadhane
1: bhyodhi Saakshan
0: Arcasia when he was
1: young,
0: Vina Mokshona vīnā yeti. And Bodha, Bodha means knowledge. Anya sadhanepya, comparison with other means. sakshat mokshega sadhanam. When it comes to Bhagawan is straight away entering into the topic <laughs> after having said these qualifications. Now straight away he is entering into the topic. He says that when it comes to moksha, liberation. So <laughs> mokshu naam vidartha So those mokshu means moksha. The one who seeks moksha, liberation, freedom. And don't say, I am not interested in moksha. No, you are all telling unnecessarily. Everybody wants to be free. Whether you like it or not, all of us want freedom. Even a child growing up wants he expresses that he wants to be free. So you put the child on that back seat with a belt. <laughs> and the moment the car stops, it wants to come out of it. <laughs> and when the child cannot walk, she hold on to the hand of mother. The moment that child discovers he can walk, he refuses, he walks on his own, independent. We want to be free, that freedom is there, that is born with you, that I want to be free. That is a, something that is born with you, it's not a picked up desire, it is something that is uh, born with us. So therefore, no, you cannot say I don't want freedom, everybody wants freedom. So, for moksha, bodha sadhane evyohi satshah mokshega sadhanam. When it comes to moksha, bodha means knowledge alone is the means, sadhanam, means. Immediately, teacher is giving an example. Pākasya vannivat vinā It's a very brilliant example. That, now for cooking, what are things necessary? You have to go to the vegetable market, buy the vegetables, then afterwards bring it to the kitchen, wash it, clean it, then cut it, then keep it separately. This one for sambal, this one for kutu, this one for this. Like that, vegetables separately you keep. And then you put it on the, the, on the vessel and with water, and put masala also and put it on the stove. All these things you have done, but you forgot to on the stove. After two hours, you go back thinking that the food is ready. Nothing happens. Even microwave also, you put it there. Some people go thinking that it will cook. No, unless it is on, it will not work. So, this cooking final (laughs) ingredients is what? important thing is what? Fire. If fire is not there, cooking is not possible. So, Pākasya Vannivat Jānam or Pachanakriya, for cooking, one knee, the fire. How it important it is. The same way. Eh, that doesn't mean that just to put switch on the fire. I mean the the fire, the cooking will happen. No, <laughs> but the all other things are also equally important. But everything is there, but the fire is not there. Cooking is not going to happen. The same way, all other apparatus are also very important. <coughs> hmm. For moksha, preparatory level, (coughs) physical preparation, mental preparation, intellectual preparation, all these things are very important. So, all the sadhanas, tapas, etc. is very important. But then, that alone is not going to give you moksha. Just because I am a religious person doesn't mean you get moksha. Moksha means liberation. I spent two hours in the puja room early morning. Then evening I spent one hour in the puja room. And, oh Lord, you have to give me moksha, I heard it. No, <laughs> there is no guarantee. Even even then, Gita also, Bhagavan talks, talks about This particular virad arsuruba universal form, one cannot see because he has studied Vedas or he has performed rituals or he has done tapas, then there is no guarantee that he will be able to see it. (laughs) So, this moksha is That's why in Upanishad also, na karmana na prajaya thanena tyage neke amurdatva manashuku na karmana na prajaya na thanena We think that with money and prosperity we can buy moksha. No, it's not possible. You can buy a place in heaven. That is possible. Because you can perform rituals, because you have money, you can can hire a priest and start performing rituals. As a result of the merit of the rituals, you may get a seat reserved for you in the heaven. That's possible. But when it comes to moksha, This is not going to (coughs) guarantee. So, there, knowledge. Now, knowledge is to be understood. What is knowledge? What we know about knowledge is an intellectual activity. that is not what is meant by bodha <coughs> then what is bodha here means See, when you look at this creation, we appreciate with our common sense, there must be a creator. Because anything in this world is an object you see there is. You don't have to see the creator. If you see a car, you know there is a manufacturer. Same way we see a purposeful creation sun, the moon and the stars everything is working properly so there must be a creator now what is the nature of that creator our scriptures say he is omniscient, omnipotent omnipresent that lord is everywhere and he is all powerful Now, if he is everywhere, then he should be within me. Like space is everywhere, that space is within me also. Now, if you say the Lord is within you, it is, again, there is a distance. There is duality. That Lord is different, I am different that is not bodha the real bodha the knowledge is that lord is myself because everything in this world is object and that object is an object only when there is a subject Without a subject, there cannot be object. I hope you are enjoying it. This is...
1: It's getting
0: deeper. Because, you know, if you are not here, I will not be here. If I am not here, you also will not be here. So, both are interdependent. <coughs> so <coughs> objects are considered object only when there is a subject if subject is not there where are the objects so who is that subject what is that subject without which there is no existence of objects in this world. That subject is I, the consciousness, the life in us. And that I is called Bhagwan, the Lord, whatever name you can say. And I am, That Paramatma. This bodha is necessary for moksha. That is called moksha. So, you may be performing rituals, offering gifts, practice of austerities, control of mind, study of scriptures. All these things, no doubt, will give you certain merits. But that doesn't guarantee you moksha. Even I am meditating every day, it will give me moksha. No guarantee. So you all, you all must have come with a hope, you know, after listening to Atma Bhot, you will get some moksha. No guarantee. First, so we said that there is <laughs> no guarantee. <coughs> Just studying the scriptures, you will not get much. <coughs> Unless this connection is made, <coughs> that the Lord is so evidently present in us it is so clear but because of maya we are not able to hold it see he is present in us because of him only we are alive I am able to talk you are able to listen you are able to accept you are able to reject certain ideas all these things are happening while listening to me This is possible because you are alive. Otherwise it's not possible. (coughs) And that (coughs) while enjoying, suppose somebody is giving you a rasagula, while enjoying the taste of that rasagula, anybody think, how am I able to taste this? With what faculty I am able to taste this? Who is the power behind this taste with making me enjoy this? Anybody think about it? No, we take it for granted. (laughs) That insight is called bodha. Every unit of experience, if you are able to remember this, become conscious of it, that particular aspect of thinking is called bodha. Satyogi, Satya and Moksha-i kasadana. That alone is real, Moksha. Everything else is preparation, like cooking. How the vegetable is brought, cut and clean and all that. How the the vessel is prepared and the masala is prepared and salt is put, etc. These are all preparation. But the real cooking is... I understand. So, real fire is what? Botha. Knowledge. So, Botha Nyasadhanet Yogi, Satchad Mokshika Sadhanam, Pakatya Vannivat Yanam, bina moksho Why? What is the reason? He says, Aviro Titaya Karma, Aviro Titaya
1: Karma, Navidya
0: Vinivartae, Navidya Vidya vidyam Vidya Nikantheva,
1: Vidya Vidya Nikantheva.
0: Ejasthi mirasankhavata.
1: Ejasthi mirasankhavata.
0: Karma, however, exalted the karma is, whether it is a Vedic karma or a mundane karma. Karma means action. Vedic ritual is also karma. Your day-to-day chores is also karma. However exalted the karma be, maybe it is within ignorance. Avirodhita karma na vidyam vinivartate. Karma is not unopposed to ignorance. Why are you doing action? (laughs) Because there is a sense of incompleteness, isn't it? (coughs) Every karma, (coughs) when we perform, what is that makes you do action? (coughs) If I do this, I feel happier, isn't it? If I do this, I feel better. If I get this, I will feel better. So there is a sense of incompleteness. And that sense of incompleteness is because of what? Ignorance. The word ignorance itself is a topic a great discussion. <laughs> because we don't like to say ignorance. I am ignorant. Nobody likes to say that.
1: <laughs>
0: we would like to say politically correct word. I have no knowledge of it. It <laughs> <But> is better. <laughs> better way of putting it. I have no knowledge, I am ignorant, nobody will say. I have no knowledge about it. like the politicians. I have no knowledge. So absence of knowledge is called ignorance. And absence of knowledge about what myself. I do not know my real nature. Non-apprehension of reality gives rise to misapprehension. So, the very ignorance is the source of all action. And if you do or, go on doing action, ignorance will not go. It will multiply only. It is something like, there is a famous story, there was a king. He was drunk. And he's called his minister. Minister. Why this palace is dark? He said, it is night time, darkness. And he was totally drunk. He said, remove the darkness. And He said, you call all the sweepers, you bring the sweepers. And the sweepers came, tried to sweep the darkness out. (coughs) Then also darkness is not going. Then what are you doing? All the sweepers, they should collect the darkness in a bucket and then throw it. They did that also, nothing is happening. Then the king said, because it is the darkness is so light. You throw it; it coming back. <laughs> so because the servants were laughing inside, a king is drunk. They cannot oppose. Also, those days there is no socialism and all that. The king can punish. So whatever he said. He's doing. So during this noise, the king made and the people were making. The queen got up, and she came. With a lamp in hand. The moment she came to the hall, all darkness disappeared. And the king was so happy and went and embraced her. You are the one who saves everything every time. So, darkness can go only when there is light. And that darkness, whether it is old or new, it doesn't matter. This darkness is centuries ago it is there, even if it is is old darkness also. If you light a lamp, it will disappear. (laughs) the same way, avirothitaya karma na vidyam vinivarte, vidyam vidyam nihanteva tejas timirasankhavate. So example is, timirasankhav means darkness. The darkness can go only when the light is there. So, karma being what it is, it is a product of ignorance, whether it is a Vedic ritual, or it is pilgrimage, or it is austerity, tapas, All of them are considered tapas, whether it is the physical karma or mental karma. Karmas also different levels are there. Physical karma like pujanam, rituals, etc., they are all physical karma. Mental karma is japa, meditation, etc., they are all mental karma. So, all these karmas being what it is, they will give you certain purity of mind, but it doesn't guarantee moksha. Moksha is dependent upon knowledge. So that is like the light, and ignorance is like darkness. So avirothitaya karma navityam vinivartayet there is a school of thought, especially karma contents. They talk about one can gain moksha through karma, through rituals. They have theory also, a lot of theories there. They establish that not all action can give you moksha. There are special actions on there, which can give you moksha it is something like you build a sattram, a guest house for the sake of pilgrims suppose you are going to Kailas Yatra or Char Dham Yatra for pilgrim's sake you build some guest houses and all those people who are going for pilgrimage, they enjoy the facility. And after enjoying the facility, they bless that person also mentally, whoever has provided. May he be good or may the Lord bless him. Like that, they say, good wishes. So, as a result of the merit that he gained by building the guest houses, he, go, he may go to the heaven. And he'll continue to stay in that heaven eternally. Because as long as people are using it, <laughs> so that the merit will go to him. So thus his seat in the heaven is assured permanently. This is one argument Karma Gandhi. Gives. Sankaracharya argues against that, saying that how long it will last, the guest house. Suppose there is a tsunami or (laughs) some kind of earthquake or something comes. What happens? The guest house disappears. If the guest house disappears, then what will happen to the guy sitting in the heaven? He will also disappear. (laughs) <laughs> so it is all time bound. Any result performed by as a result of action, it result come. It is time bound. It is limited. It is there is no guarantee it will a finite action can give you infinite result. It is not possible. So, therefore, Bhagwan said, that Avirodhaya Karma. Nā vidyām nivartayet, vidyā vidyām Nihanteva deva, tejasthi mirasankhavata. Now <coughs> ah, the question comes, how do you know? So confidently you say there is Atma. That Atma, how do we recognize? In order to recognize what is necessary, a mind is necessary. Now you say this Atma is beyond mind, beyond intellect, beyond all equipments. If that Paramatma is beyond all, so how do you recognize? With what do you recognize? Now that answer is given. Tanache Satike
1: Valaha
0: Sayam Prakashate Yatma.
1: Make up
0: by इव
1: Shuman
0: Attyana means ignorant, avatshinnam means actually finite, covering. Because of ignorance, the self seems to be covered, avatshinnam. And that covering is gone. <coughs> when that covering is gone, then what is there gets revealed. Sayam ātmā. You don't have to create paramātmā. Atma is already there. So what you have to do is what is covering that Atma to be removed. Example is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Meka payem shumaniva. Am shuman. The one who has got rays. It can be surya, it can be moon, it can be star also. So, right now, when you look at the sky, the clouds are covering the sun. But when the wind blow, the clouds slowly move away. As the cloud is moving away, what do you see? The sun is revealed. Now to see that sun, you don't need any other light. Give me a matchbox, let me see. No, you're not necessary. So, The same way, what is to be done is remove ignorance. (coughs) And the ignorance is gone. What is there is Paramatma. It gets revealed automatically. You don't have to do anything. Now the question comes, it looks like ignorance is so powerful, that it is covering the Atma, (laughs) and we are helpless. But you are able to recognize your ignorance also, in the light of what? Paramatma. So, ignorance is also recognized. I am ignorant. I don't know certain things. We are making this statement. I know this. I don't know this. Your ignorance is also you recognize, isn't it? In whose light you are recognizing that ignorance? That light is Paramatma. So, don't worry. When I meditate, I neglect. Transcend the body, transcend the mind, transcend the intellect. How will I know the truth? (laughs) Don't worry about it. You will know it. It gets revealed automatically. You know, the radium dial, those days, the radium dial watch was there. And suppose it is lost, the debris of paper, and you remove the paper one by one, suddenly you see the darkness. That itself tell you I am here. The same way Paramatma is also as if it is lost. The debris of thoughts. You remove the thoughts, mind becomes thought free. I don't say thoughtless. Thought free. That state, the Lord gets revealed. <coughs> so, our chinna iva jnana sati kevalaha. So, self appears to be finite because of ignorance. Because we are looking at that Lord through our equipment body, mind, intellect when we look through our limited equipment we think that it is limited <laughs> when we remove that limitation tannashe sati kevalaha <laughs> tannashe sati when destroyed svayamprakasate it reads like me khapaye Ramshuman, son. All right. So far, so good. We we'll stop here today. One hour is enough, right? Om purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudhacchede purna japurna maadaaya purna deva
1: shanti shanti shanti